When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to introduce my two guests, uh, Peter Roth, who is a uh, political expert, been in this business for over 30 years, and is now one of the political writers of Newsweek, and E.J. Antoni, who is uh, one of the new economists at the uh, Heritage Foundation, a colleague of mine there, and also uh, is a senior fellow at the Committee to Unleash Custody, and helps actually write the uh, hotline. So, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Let's uh, get right down to it. Peter, I want to start with you, if I may. Uh, I'm sure. Obviously, everybody's nervous and everybody is is uh, angry about what is happening with this, what looks like a collapsing economy. Certainly, the stock market is just taking a beating right now. Um, and what worries me the most, Peter, and I want observations, this, is it doesn't, I don't see any signs at all that we're seeing from Biden, what we saw from Bill Clinton, which is that Bill Clinton, you know, when he saw it was collapsing around him in his first two years, he really did move to the middle. And we actually had some productive, very productive years with the economy under Bill Clinton when he moved to the middle. But when I look at what's happening in some of these Democratic primaries, where the radical AOC progressives are winning, and also I see Biden, it appears that he's doubling down on his radical policies rather than moving to the middle. What the heck is going on here? Well, Steve, a couple of things. And let me say, great to be with you on 77 WABC, a station I used to listen to when I was a student yeah. at Byron Mills High School in Armonk, New York, hometown shout out. Um, there are a couple of differences, one of which is that Bill Clinton actually understood markets. Joe Biden doesn't. Um, even though they both entered political life in their mid-20s and spent their entire adult lives right. doing nothing right. but passing laws. But the other right. thing is that Clinton had to sit across the table from Newt Gingrich and Dick Armey and Phil Graham, uh, a history professor and two PhD economists, when they were talking about government spending. Joe uh-huh. Biden sits across the table from Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, a lawyer right. and a man's wife and the scion of a prominent Maryland political family. And all they know how Mm -hmm. to do is spend. And as Milton Friedman taught us, you cannot spend your way into prosperity and all you will get is inflation. So do you think that uh, Biden is even capable of let's, you know, because our mutual friend, Larry Kudlow, he says the cavalry is coming in November with, and I agree with them. I think the Republicans are going to have a monster year. But then the question becomes, you know, can will at that point uh, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris administration do what Clinton did and move to the middle? Because right now uh, it doesn't seem like they're capable of that. There's, and by the way, there's one other difference, and I agree with everything you said. But there was there were some adults in the room in the Clinton administration. I mean, Bill Clinton was a pretty young president, but he had Robert Rubin, and I don't know. With Robert Rubin, but he was a very smart guy. Ran Goldman Sachs, knew business, knew how the economy worked. I don't see anybody 
<laughs> either in this administration or does anything. I mean, Pete Buttigieg doesn't know anything about transportation. Jennifer Granholm doesn't know anything about energy. The uh, you know the agriculture secretary barely knows anything about agriculture. So that's what worries me. You know, it worries it worries me too. And I will say that Janet Yellen, who we expected to be the adult in the room, has been a huge ah. disappointment. She's busy running around trying to get deals on climate change and a corporate global minimum tax, um, which is which is ridiculous rather than fighting inflation. I do think it will be easier for Biden to deal with the Republicans than it is for to deal with his own Democrats, because the Democratic Party is so badly split between the moderate Biden wants to pretend that he is. And the progressives who are represented by people like AOC, who really make the decisions about what democratic policy is going to be. So Biden has no room to maneuver. With the Republicans, he will actually be able to negotiate. If he wants to. So we've got just one more minute for this particular segment. So I want to ask you one other quick thing. We had some primaries. We've had a bunch of primaries now, and we have more coming up. But as I look at the playing field, it looks to me like progressive wing of the Democratic Party is actually triumphing in some of these primaries. And the moderate Democrats are being chased out of the party. Am I wrong about that? No, I think that's absolutely correct. I think that the the hardcore socialist wing of the Democratic Party is pursuing the remaining moderate Democrats and chasing them out. You know, we watched this happen over 15 or 20 years where the abortion rights Democrats chased the pro-life Democrats out of Congress and out of the party. Now they're chasing the market-oriented Democrats, the guys that um, Gingrich used to refer to as the concrete Democrats because they were interested in public spending and, and, and that kind of stuff. And the socialist agenda um, so that that anybody that's reasonable is being chased out by some young Bernie bro radicalized proto-socialist yeah. who wants government to make all of the decisions. Look, look, for example, at the baby formula crisis. The government caused the baby right. formula crisis and their yeah. solution, more money for government to fix it. Yeah. All right. I want to shift gears. Great analysis, Peter. I want to uh, turn it over that now to uh, E.J. Antoni, who's done a lot of work with me, by the way, on this issue of uh, the census count. Now, the story here, folks, is that uh, back when the new numbers came out for the 2020 decennial census, um, a number of us, including um, E.J., looked at this data and we were Uh, disturbed by the data and the numbers that were coming in because it didn't seem to comport with the the annual number from 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, et cetera, which showed big losses for some of these, um, you know, some of these uh, uh, states like New York and New Jersey and Rhode Island, because we know people are leaving these blue states and going to red states. And now, EJ, if you could tell the story, we got some new numbers revised from the census and it looks like some of these red states really got screwed like texas and and uh florida well thanks so much for having me with you in the new york audience but absolutely this is exactly what we found literally a year ago and what we wrote about Mm -hmm. and i believe it was the washington times 
where the yeah. Census Bureau, not only do they do the, the census every 10 years, but they produce estimates every single year. And in 2010, for example, all of the states were within four-tenths of a single percent. 30 of the states were within two-tenths of a percent of their estimate. So that was really, really right. close. If you contrast yeah. that with 2020, we found 19 of the states off by a whole percentage point. New York off 2%, New Jersey off 4%. Yeah. So not only was not only was it the fact that states were off way more than before, but on top of that, things all seemed to be moving in one direction, which was the right. Republican states were down and the Democrat states were up, which seemed really, really By odd. Way, just let me just clarify one thing, EJ. When you say down, down, not you mean from where we thought they would be, right? In other words, exactly, the losses right. in New York, they did, they did have losses, but they weren't as big as had expected or the census bureau had 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 us to think see right so if you look at a state like texas for example we were expecting texas to pick up three congressional seats and we were expecting florida to pick up two congressional seats because of the the projections based on the census bureau's own data and then the numbers came in way under expectations in terms of those two states populations now we find out that Florida, for example, they were undercounted by more than the population of Nashville. I mean, they're, it, they're the difference in what the original 2020 census said and what these revised numbers we just got yesterday, or excuse me, two days ago now say, yeah. is that Florida was, Florida was undercounted by enough to have gained that second congressional seat. And then you contrast that with states like Massachusetts and Rhode Island that were overcounted enough that they very likely got, or excuse me, not that they got, but they were prevented from losing a seat that they should have lost. And not only are are we talking about congressional seats, we're talking about uh, votes in the presidential election as well in the Electoral College. So this is the important point. By the way, I'm not suggesting a conspiracy here. I simply think that the the numbers were wrong in the 2020 census. And I don't know why they were wrong. Maybe there was, you know, it was a COVID year. And so I don't think it was accurate as a normal census would be. All I'm saying, and I think you're saying the same thing, EJ, is there was something fishy about these numbers. Now, why does it matter? (laughs) That's, this is the point I'm driving at, folks, because, you know, we may think, who cares, you know, if they overestimated by 200,000 this state or that state. And the reason this matters is very simple because it 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 could swing three electoral votes from red states to blue states. And, you know, we know from the last two elections, electoral votes in the 2004 and 2008 uh, uh, presidential elections, until we do another count on the census in 2020, I mean, in 2030, uh, that could have really profound impacts on our political system, EJ. Exactly right, Steve. And, and you know, I want to echo that sentiment that you know, there's no evidence that there is anything untoward going on here at the Census Bureau. But I think we deserve an explanation as to why the numbers were off so dramatically, precisely because of the consequences that you just outlined. So we have presidential votes. We have votes in the House of Representatives. But now we're also talking about uh, the apportionment of funding. Federal funding yep. is very oh, oftentimes based on how that's many people point. live in a state. So that's a really good point, because I know in states like New York and New Jersey, these blue states, there is a real effort, a public push 
by the government officials in the state to get people to get counted. They call it, you know, make sure you get counted. And why? And the point they made is, look, the amount of money we're going to get from Washington is influenced by that. Uh, Peter, we got about 90 seconds left, Peter Roth. But what are your thoughts about this story? It is odd. All I can say is that it is odd. We, the the yeah. new numbers reflect the trends that we were seeing before the official numbers were announced. I don't know how this happened. I don't know why, but it is odd, and it deserves to be looked into. Yeah, and I think that, um, it, look, the, the bottom line here, folks, is people are moving out of blue states, and they're moving to red states. You all in New York area know it. The people leaving, leaving New York, New Jersey, they're leaving Rhode Island, they're leaving my home state of Illinois, and they're going to states like Texas and Tennessee and Florida. And those are the three states that, in my opinion, should have gotten one extra. Each one of those states should have had one extra congressional seat, and they didn't get it. Anyway, guys, um, great discussion. That's E.J. Antoni from the Heritage Foundation, Peter Roth, the political expert and at Newsweek. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. Elevate wellnessgroup.com.